Good morning, Orlando. Happy Friday and happy first day of fall. Good morning to you at 6 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right off the top for you here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning another North Korean H bomb test is possible, and Maria leaves a trail of death and destruction. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. The very latest on the aftermath of Maria in Puerto Rico. And I question whether justice will be done in two important cases here in Florida. We'll talk about it all in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. And good Friday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. There are concerns North Korea may be planning to carry out another nuclear test. North Korea's foreign minister is suggesting the country could detonate a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean to counter the U.S. His comment came after dictator Kim Jong-un said he's considering the strongest possible response to President Trump's threat during an address at the U.N. to totally destroy the North if it threatened the U.S. If carried out, it would be North Korea's second test of a hydrogen bomb this month. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. More than two dozen deaths in the Caribbean are being blamed on Hurricane Maria. At least 15 deaths have been reported in Dominica and nine in Puerto Rico. Those numbers are expected to rise, though, as many people remain missing. Maria regained strength Thursday and is now a Category 3 hurricane with sustained winds of 125 miles an hour. The National Hurricane Center says the eye of Hurricane Maria is near the Turks and Caicos Islands. The storm is expected to weaken over the weekend and move well east of the U.S. mainland. Meanwhile, you can donate all those batteries you relied on during Hurricane Irma to a good cause. Several organizations are collecting batteries to send to Puerto Rico to help victims of Hurricane Maria, which knocked out power to the entire island. First aid kits are also welcome, along with bottled water. All donations can be dropped off at Harbor Community Bank in Orlando, Kissimmee, Altamont Springs, and Sanford. Our other big story of the week, officials in Mexico say this week's devastating earthquake flattened entire towns and hope is fading fast that search and rescue teams will find any more survivors in collapsed buildings. The death toll has climbed to around 280 and it's almost certain to go higher. The magnitude 7.1 quake was centered about 75 miles southeast of Mexico City when it hit on Tuesday. Emergency officials say a number of towns in that region are now nothing but piles of rubble. A spokesman for one Catholic diocese says all 89 parishes were damaged, and that damage is worst in the poorest communities, the ones that can afford it the least. You and I were talking off air. What is the update on that long, long search to try to find a schoolgirl they thought was pinned under a granite table in the school and get her out of there? I mean, this went on for a couple of days, Deb, and there's a resolution of this now. There is a resolution, but not the one that most folks were thinking. It turned out to not be a 12-year-old girl, but rather a school maintenance worker. He was uh, found under the rubble yesterday and rescued. And the belief that there were two other children alive under that rubble, those hopes were dashed. All of the children have since been accounted for. I understand. So, so yeah. there are, there, there's no more hope they're going to find any more survivors in that school A lot building. of folks were, were just hoping and praying there'd be one of those moments that lifts everybody up in the middle of tragedy yeah. when you pull a child out of the rubble exactly. and save the life, you know. And that, in this yeah. case, it was an adult, but yeah. it was a life saved, but not the life of a child. 
Back here in Florida, a 10th patient from a Hollywood Hills nursing home is dead after the outage following Hurricane Irma. A 94-year-old woman died Wednesday in hospice after living at the Hollywood Hills Rehabilitation Center until its evacuation on September 13th. A ninth person died earlier this week and eight others the day the facility was cleared. The Orlando Sentinel reports today that from the perspective of Florida Governor Rick Scott and relatives of those at the Rehabilitation Center at Hollywood Hills, criminal charges are warranted. But under Florida law, a a prosecution might be difficult. Right, and I'll explain why here in a moment, Deb. In local news, more neighbors in Apopka have reason to be concerned about their homes. That's because a second sinkhole opened in the city yesterday, just a half a mile from the first one. This new sinkhole on West Kelly Park Road didn't cause any structural damage, but an engineer warns more sinkholes could open, and one neighbor tells the Orlando Sentinel he'd be crazy not to worry. And finally, a tree that grew from a seed that orbited the moon is no more. NASA says when Hurricane Irma tore through Florida, it knocked down the sycamore that grew on the grounds of the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex at Cape Canaveral. The seed for that sycamore that became the moon tree was one of hundreds of seeds that Apollo 14 astronaut Stuart Rusa brought on the 1971 mission that orbited the moon 34 times. Back here on Earth, the seed sprouted into a young tree that was planted in 1976 to celebrate the nation's bicentennial. How sad is that, Deb? What Irma's a sad just, footnote. I you know? know. Just my goodness. Storms take too much. Mm. WFLA News Time at 6:06, and you can read about a woman who had a temperature of 109.9 in that nursing home tragedy. Oh, my goodness, Deb. I mean, you can be gone at 105 or 106, let alone being that elderly. Yes, exactly. And, of course, she did pass with a temperature of that. But you can get the details at 1025wfla.com. I know I'm just full of good news, aren't I? Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> but you keep on coming back all morning. There's hope. <laughs> I do news for a living. There's never hope. <laughs> oh, stop. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Thank you, Deb, very much. And then uh, in a moment, we're going to get into what's going on in Puerto Rico. And those of you with friends, family, relatives, loved ones, on the island of Puerto Rico, who have been desperately trying to connect with them. Um, Virtually nobody seems to have been able to do that. But another day has gone by. If you have been able to make contact, please, if you will, give me a call or a text message and share the story. What we're learning about Puerto Rico, the devastation from uh, Maria, seems almost unimaginable. And obviously, for growing numbers, will prove, I believe, to have been unsurvivable as well. But there is hope until you until you hear otherwise. If you've been able to establish contact with anybody on the mainland or the on the island rather from the mainland here, please let us know about it. We talked about this yesterday in great detail. We had a couple of very compelling calls. Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. Text line two three six eight zero. Yaffe's in the control room, executive producing the show. We've got a lot going on here this morning. You're going to learn about a, a way that you can donate to the hurricane victims in Puerto Rico, all being spearheaded by our Spanish-speaking 
sister station here at iHeartRadio in Orlando, Rumble 100.3. That's coming up later in the show, so you don't want to miss that. We'll get into Puerto Rico here. We'll get into the fact that there may be no criminal charges after 10 people died in that nursing home in South Florida. What's the deal with that? And what ought to happen to those kids and the phony text message that there was a shooter inside Windermere High School yesterday? It led to an absolutely terrifying four-hour lockdown and a nightmare. And what charges might or might not be brought there? I've been looking into it, and all of this is coming up. From the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll dive right in here after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'll tell you what justice is in that case and in the South Florida nursing home disaster with 10 dead. But I don't know if either one's ever going to happen, to my satisfaction. First things first, though, Puerto Rico, the aftermath. Deb gave you the very latest that we have. It is just an ugly situation. It's heartbreaking. It is, it is tragic. It's a major disaster. People in Puerto Rico are saying that Maria destroyed us. And it appears that's true. I know they will come back from this. But it's, it's incredible. The, the damage structurally from the storm's winds and the catastrophic flooding from the rains, dams reportedly burst, no warnings because of poor maintenance on the alarm systems, and people just wiped out by torrents of waters coming down from up above through their towns and villages. I believe we've only just begun to, to understand what the carnage ultimately might be in Puerto Rico. Now, Yesterday, we opened up the phones for you to call us if you've been trying to reach your loved ones in Puerto Rico. Had on the air one of our co-workers who does the Spanish uh, news translation of the Florida News Network, um, Magdalia uh, Fernandez, Hernandez, and she was here, and, uh, and she still told me off the air when I was in the newsroom a short time ago that she still can't reach anybody in her family. And Yaffe, we're seeing that all over social media, am I right? Yeah, I just did a quick search on Twitter, and yeah. Bunch of people saying it's day three, still can't contact their family. Yeah, Yaffe also gave me this information, though. And and listen, if you're unable to contact your family, be ready to take note of what I'm saying here, all right? So grab a pen or a pencil with some paper, A-S-A-P, okay? Here is the news we are getting on what to do if you have been unable to contact your loved ones in Puerto Rico in the wake of Hurricane Maria. Puerto Rico's Federal Affairs Administration this morning is asking those people to do the following. Are you ready? Contact the island's disaster relief team by emailing this address. And please, because of the volume of email that will come in, only one email, please, describing your contact information, and as many details about your family member or members or friends as possible on the island of Puerto Rico. One email to this address if you can't reach the people you love on Puerto Rico. Maria1, M-A-R-I-A-1, Maria1 at P-R-F-A-A dot P-R- dot g-o-v one more time maria the number one at p as in puerto rico r f as in frank 
A-A dot P, as in Puerto Rico, R dot G-O-V. That's what to do, we are told, this morning. Yaffe, thank you for finding that information. It is so, so important. We'll keep an eye on the situation in Puerto Rico. Maria, we can tell you as of the 5 a.m. advisory for the National Hurricane Center, is a strong Category 3 storm that is right by the Turks and Caicos Islands and moving in a northerly direction. No threat to Florida on any of the uh, models. 125-mile-an-hour sustained winds with wind gusts to 155. It has come back after leaving Puerto Rico and being carved up pretty well by the landmass there. Now a strong Cat 3. Going to move northward and then out to sea on all of the models this morning, posing no direct threat to anywhere on the U.S. mainland, Florida included. If there's any kind of a blessing in the nightmare that is this storm, that must most certainly be it. Stay with me. We're going to see whether justice is ever going to be done in the deaths of 10 nursing home patients in South Florida. And what about those kids that may be charged after putting up the phony text that there was a shooter inside the Windermere High School yesterday? I'll tell you what the charges may be according to Florida law and what the penalties could be according to Florida law, but I will tell you what they should be according to the Bud Man. And I'll see what you think in a moment. 407-916-5400 if you want to talk. And if you want to text me to let me know what you think, 23680. All from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. And that, sadly, is because any criminal prosecutions depend upon whether the nursing home staff down in Hollywood Hills at the Rehabilitation Center well, they just left these people to die, essentially, didn't call 911, did not reach out in a timely fashion to a fully functional hospital with AC and lights 50 yards away, that it's going to depend, criminal prosecution, on whether the staff made just honest mistakes or were culpably negligent. And the, and the defense will be that the home says it used, you know, any way it could to cool with fans, ice, other methods to try and keep the patients comfortable. And they might be able to avoid prosecution. And if they are prosecuted, to be able to avoid conviction. I don't get that. Yaffe, I don't understand that. These are all professionals in this field. They are professionally trained to care for the frail elderly. And obviously, this is like giving no medicine to somebody whose life depends on medicine. Not providing them the environment in which the frail elderly can survive something like the aftermath of Irma with no power and no cooling. I mean, if that is not culpably negligent, I don't understand what's going on with our criminal justice system. I really don't. Especially when you heard at the top of the hour when Deb was talking about how one of them had 109 fever. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. You know, I mean, it's uh, it, it's some form of manslaughter down there, at least in, in the way. I'm not a lawyer, but come on. Give me a break here. Then there's Windermere, four-hour terrifying lockdown. Two students now have been collared by authorities and may face charges for putting out a text 
which said, Shooting at any time today. We're already inside Windermere High School. Be safe. Unbelievable what happened there. How terrifying for the students. Four-hour lockdown. How terrifying for the parents. Law enforcement. Sheriffs searching the place. For four hours, there's nothing to this. Here's what needs to happen. Apparently, the charge might be disrupting a school function. I don't know, Yaffe, what is disrupting a school function? Is that standing up during the graduation ceremony and say, Hey, Mom, I did it! You know? that That's disrupting a school function. You know, acting up in a school assembly or something. Give me a break. This is far more than that, and that's all they might be able to charge them with. It's a misdemeanor. It could get you up to 60 days in the slammer, up to a year if it's first degree. Let me tell you something. They need to make an example of these kids. They need to put them in the Orange County Jail. I've done ministry work down there. It is a scary, miserable place to be. Make them spend some time there. I don't care if they can only get a week. Let it be a week. And then part of their sentence is to go to every other high school in Orange County and tell the story of what happened to them and what that was like. And kids, don't do it. No phony texts that lead to a lockdown and, and terrorize students and parents. I actually really like that idea because they're, they're going to have to get a handle on this somehow because they can't have, be having kids doing this all the time. What do you think justice is in the nursing home in South Florida? What do you think justice ought to be like for the kids with a phony text? You tell me. Let's talk. 407-916-5400. Let's connect with Deborah Roberts, updating our big international story, another North Korean H-bomb test possible, and a hurricane a hurricane surcharge is coming. Oh, she's just full of good news this morning. The Deb Meister, for better or for worse, with us on the 50,000-watt front porch as we continue. Good morning to you at 630. Host and partner Deborah Roberts back with us here on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. The focus on the increasingly tense situation between the U.S. and North Korea. Deb? Yeah, the foreign minister of North Korea, but is suggesting it might respond to U.S. threats by detonating a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean. His comment came after leader Kim Jong-un said he was considering the strongest possible response to a threat by President Trump to destroy North Korea. The foreign minister reportedly said an H-bomb detonation could be what Kim was referring to. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Most of the power knocked out by Hurricane Irma has been restored, and Floridians will pay for those repairs on the installment plan. Public counsel J.R. Kelly says power companies have the right to recover storm-related expenses by adding a surcharge to your monthly power bill. They are allowed to come in and seek recovery of costs separately from their base rates, and those costs have to be directly a result of damages caused by the named storm Irma. It'll take several months for the power companies to submit damage estimates to the Public Service Commission. Customers of Florida Power and Light are already paying a monthly surcharge for damages by Hurricane Matthew last year. Meanwhile, Dr. Shamid Hamid of Florida International University says preliminary numbers are in for Hurricane Irma's cost to Florida. Our estimate is $19.4 billion gross loss, of which about one-third, $6.3 billion, will be paid by insurance companies. So essentially, two-thirds of the burden will be on the homeowners because of deductibles. Ah, deductibles. He says that data is based on wind damage, not flooding. 
An out-of-state utility worker is in the hospital uh, being treated for severe burns. He was doing power restoration in the Englewood section of southern Sarasota County Wednesday when he touched a live power line and was electrocuted. He was flown to a burn unit in Bradenton. His condition is not clear. And storm debris left in Florida by Hurricane Irma is going to be around for a while. For example, the city of Werner Park has announced that it'll take 45 to 60 days to collect everything. Yard waste in bags or containers is being picked up on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Werner Park officials say debris that's been piled up at the curb is being collected every day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And yet it will still take 45 to 60 days. Yeah, and that's Winter Park, right? That's Winter Park. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you in Winter Springs, at least where I live, nobody's picking up anything yet. I was saying, I was going to say <laughs> the same thing about my neighborhood in Eatonville. Yeah. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. And she joins us live as always from the Big Apple, New York City, and the Bloomberg Newsroom and good Friday morning to you, Gina. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good Friday morning to you. We're in pretty good shape down here. What kind of shape good. the market in? Well, right now we have the stock futures a little negative here as investors reach for safe havens, including gold, after North Korea intensified its threats against the U.S. Uh, most Asian markets did fall today. On Wall Street yesterday, we had tech and consumer-related shares weighing on stocks. That led the market lower, the broader market anyway, for the first time this week. The Dow was down 53 to 22,359. The S&P lost about 8 to 2501. The Nasdaq was down 33. The Bloomberg Orlando index was down about a quarter of a percent on the session. You know, talking jobs right now, and we're very familiar with a lot of the uh, big retail outlets cutting back right now. Uh, bricks and mortar stores who can't compete with the online trend, Amazon, etc. But then in the tech industry, um, jobs are being cut for a big hitter there. What's the story? Hewlett-Packard Enterprise is planning to cut about 10% of its staff or at least 5,000 workers, according to people familiar with the situation. It's part of a broader effort to cut expenses as competition mounts. The reductions expected to start before year's end, and the cuts are likely to affect workers both in the U.S. and abroad. And in the healthcare uh, industry right now, it's interesting. You would think that any news of a breakthrough cancer drug would be universally welcomed. Not so in one case. Well, it's the price tag that's getting attention here. It's $475,000, the price tag on Novartis's breakthrough cancer drug, Kim Raya. It's coming under fire from one of the biggest managers of drug costs in the U.S. An official with Express Scripts says the cost of the leukemia treatment is dramatically higher than other such complex treatments. He says the healthcare system is not prepared to pay for it. He says paying for such therapies will require new collaborative approaches among the payers, the drug makers, and the policy makers. Gene therapies like this are targeted at a small number of patients, typically used just once, meaning the drug companies have limited chances to recoup their investment. All kinds of news related to um, allegations of the Russians meddling in the last presidential election. Uh, Facebook has found itself under enormous pressure, kind of right in the middle of this, and made a big move yesterday. Bloomberg reports on that this morning. Gina? 
Facebook in a change of heart is pledging a sweeping overhaul of political advertising as it comes under fire, as you say, over Russia's use of its social network to spread pre-U.S. election discord. The company says it'll give Congress all the evidence it has on the campaigns. And CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that while it'll be impossible to totally eliminate abuse, Facebook can make it tougher for bad actors to be effective. He's adding employees to work on election integrity, will make political ads more transparent, he says, and work more closely with election officials. And uh, of late, we've been um, talking a lot. There's been a lot of news coverage about the latest high-tech devices coming from Apple. And now the reviews are coming in, and they're kind of mixed, aren't they, Gina? Yes, it's a kind of a mixed bag. Not the first time Apple's products have gotten some uh, less than stellar reviews. Remember the initial Apple TV. Uh, each product, the newer ones, has been docked by reviewers for specific functional problems, ranging from the iPhone 8's middling design, maybe a little boring for what people were expecting, to the Apple Watch Series 3 having issues with wireless connectivity. Now, this doesn't mean the products won't log big sales. Reviewers have not yet tested that relatively pricey iPhone 10 or iPhone X, which is due out in November. Another potential sign of trouble, the iPhone 8 models did not sell out during their pre-orders. Very, very interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Gina, enjoy a well-deserved weekend. We'll look for you Monday morning for the next Bloomberg Business Report. Take good care. You too, bud. Thank you. Joe and Titusville, I want to take your call here in a moment, and, and I'd really like to hear from you as well on what you think justice might look like for those kids at Windermere High School with a phony text that there was a shooter in the school triggering just a virtual panic and a four-hour lockdown at the school. I mean, charging them with disrupting a school event, a misdemeanor, does that sound like enough? It doesn't sound like enough to me. Joe has some thoughts. What do you think justice looks like there? And what about in the nursing home disaster, 10 dead in South Florida in the wake of, um, of Irma? And there may be no criminal charges. And if they're filed, they may not be provable. How could that possibly be? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. That and some polls that are very good news, I think, for President Trump. And I'll tell you what's going on inside those polls and what it means. We'll have all of that and we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Before I get to the Trump polls, which are welcome news for folks still on the Trump train, and I am among them, bad news for the anti Trump media and maybe for some of you. I want to talk about these two cases here. I mean, I can't believe that they're not going to be able to file criminal charges, perhaps or successfully prosecute them in South Florida, the people responsible for the conditions in which 10 people died in that nursing home? They did nothing to reach out till it was too late? And then at Windermere High School, we got two kids. I think they're, they're going to charge them for that phony text yesterday that there was a shooter in the school. You can't terrorize that many people and disrupt the school and law enforcement as well and not pay some kind of price. They're talking about the charge would be a misdemeanor of disrupting a school function? These kids need to wind up in jail for this. An example needs to be made, and they made to be forced to speak to high schools all over Central Florida to tell them what it was like in the Orange County Jail and not to do this. There has to be an example set. The hammer's got to be put down. Joe, you're in Titusville. Thank you for waiting, and good morning, Joe. Good morning, bud. Good to talk to you again. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I think it sort of depends on who the email went to. 
because it could be charged with, you know, filing a false report with a government agency. And also, schools have a special thing, you know, like when you call in a bomb report, uh, a false bomb report right. or something, you know, it, it goes into a different category than most calls like that. You know, let's say it was just to a store. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, it's also reckless endangerment. You know, like if you holler, you know, fire in, the, in a crowded theater. Right. Kind of thing. So, uh, and and also, I don't know how the federal government treats the Internet, because if you use the Postal Service to uh, uh, file some sort of report, yeah. They file felony charges. Oh, on yeah. Because the Internet is actually controlled by the federal government, it might also be, fall under the same category as, let's say, the post office. I would, I don't know. I'm not really a lawyer. Well, but. I'm not either, Joe, but I think they need to find out how to charge these kids to the max, penalize them to the max, make an example to deter this kind of thing from creating chaos elsewhere in our schools. Joe, thank you very much. On the text line, Yaffe, what do you got? Yeah, one person says this. I agree with your consequence for the two Windermere High School students. Send a message to the other students so this doesn't happen again. You agree with me, Yaffe? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, th- I think it's, I mean, uh, even if they just put them in the jail for a week, like you said. Yeah. Just put them in the jail for a week yeah. and then have them go to the other schools, like you said. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's what needs to happen here. We will follow it, okay? President Trump's polls have been mired in approval rating mid to upper 30s for quite a while. And he's made a jump. You know, I mean, you don't leapfrog 10, 15, 20 points all at once. These things, these things are incremental. And, um, and, but, but there's a very interesting trend here when you have three significant polls showing him up several points. What's driving this? The CNN poll, and I'm sure they're choking hard on this one, uh, has Trump's uh, approval rating up to 40% now. They had him down in the mid-30s. And they say in the CNN poll, their findings are he's earning high marks for his handling of the government's response to recent hurricanes. It's his CEO background and experience as a problem solver and somebody who can bring resources to bear to solve a problem. And I think it's Trump at his best. In the CNN poll, a broad 64% of Americans say they approve of how President Trump and his government have reacted to the recent storms and their support across party lines on this. In the uh, NBC Wall Street Journal poll, more good news. Trump's job approval rating has inched up to 43%. It was 40% back in August in the same poll. 71% of Americans in the NBC Wall Street Journal poll uh, support the deal and the dealings that he's had with Democrats Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi on hurricane relief and keeping the government open for three months. You know, I I think some people are whistling in the dark there, Yaffe, not coming to grips with the reality that if he keeps on doing that, it is not going to please anybody who ever backed President Donald Trump because the Democrats will take him in a direction that they would never be able to stomach or support. Also, a Politico morning consult poll just out Trump, 43% approval rating, up from 39% in August. I think also there are some, though, um, who, who are very uncomfortable with his tough talk with North Korea. 
But I think that I think that there's some respect for him. Um, and I think his U.N. speech was strong this week. That will be reflected in further polling. You know, the idea that he's tough and he's not going to take this stuff from the, from these from these punk dictators around the world. You've got to be careful with North Korea. But I think the handling of the storms um, and the ec- economy being viewed by many people in the polls here is basically in good shape. Some of the highest economic polling numbers we've seen since 2001 in one of those polls, Mike. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the American people tend to unite behind a president when there's existential threats. And we've had a few. We've had natural disasters and we've had North Korea. And those things are, you know, threatening different parts of the U.S. And President Trump has handled both pretty well. And I think the American people are kind of uniting behind him on those things that's helping his numbers uh, a little bit there. Absolutely right. Mike, by the way, for folks who love the best in talk radio on WFLA, um, you're certainly a part of that with your show in prime time. You were on last night. You'll be on again. Or no, you were on the last two nights, right? Yeah, I was on the last two nights. If you missed any of the shows, you can catch the podcast on iHeartRadio. Just search Beyond Reason Radio. It's on our website as well, 1025WFLA.com. Last night gave uh, some ex- some examples of Beyond Reason education in this country. And there are way too many examples and how it's definitely a problem in this country. Yeah. So sure. you want to check it out. Yeah, it's really great. Check the podcast. Absolutely right. And catch Yaffe. We have promoted heavily whenever we have an opportunity to get him on in prime time. And I have no idea how the man does it. He must be in sleep optional mode. But, uh, he, you know, he, he does that show, which is very difficult and, and draining to do two hours like that. And then to try to get to sleep and get in here in the middle of the night to be the executive producer on our show. Uh, it's amazing. How do you do that? Or is it some kind of a secret? I sleep all weekend, <laughs> basically. Is that it? That's how I do it. <laughs> Going to hibernation? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're amazing, Mike. You really are. Okay, listen, we're bringing on a top official of FEMA. Um, it, the president's order in the wake of Irma made an awful lot of individuals and individual business owners eligible for federal assistance in the wake of the hurricane that just raked one end of Florida to the other and caused all kinds of problems, which are going to persist for quite some time. And uh, the FEMA folks wanted to come on our show this morning, and they've got some things to say they think can help you and things you need to know if you have suffered Irma-related storm damage. So that is next here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Um, Deborah Roberts Checking in here in just a moment to update us on the news at the top of the hour. And another North Korean H-bomb test possible. And remember the Gator star and then the NFL star Aaron Hernandez, who wound up being convicted of murder, committed suicide in his jail cell. Tests have now shown that he suffered from a very severe case of a debilitating brain disease associated with repeated concussions playing football we have that in the news at the top of the hour as well and good friday morning to you at 6 4 good morning orlando friday morning first day of fall top of the seven o'clock hour we're glad you're with us for our latest look at orlando's news weather and traffic here on news radio 1025 wfla i'm bud hedinger and i'm deborah roberts and our top stories this morning another north korean h-bomb test is possible and aaron hernandez suffered from a severe case of CTE. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And in the wake of Hurricane Irma, you may be eligible for federal assistance. A top FEMA official joins the Bud Man live next on Good Morning Orlando. 
And good Friday morning at 7.04 on News Radio 102.5. North Korea's response to U.S. threats could be the detonation of a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean. The country's foreign minister made the suggestion after leader Kim Jong-un said he was considering the strongest possible response to a recent threat by President Trump to totally destroy North Korea. The foreign minister noted that those actions would only be ordered by Kim himself. If that were to happen, it would be North Korea's second nuclear test this month. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Results of a brain study performed by Boston University on Aaron Hernandez show severe damage from a degenerative brain disease. Family attorney Jose Baez says for someone of his age, having this level of damage is uncommon. Not only were the results positive, but we're told that it was the most severe case they had ever seen in someone for someone of Aaron's age. Aaron Hernandez had an advanced stage three of CTE, which is usually found in the median age of a 67-year-old man. CTE is only diagnosed post-mortem through an autopsy. A recent study of 111 former NFL players found links to the disease in all but one player. A lawsuit was filed yesterday against the NFL and the New England Patriots by Hernandez's fiance on behalf of their daughter, claiming the NFL and the Patriots were fully aware of the damage that could result from repetitive impact injuries and failed to disclose the information, treat or protect him. Hernandez killed himself in his prison cell in April, just days after he was found not guilty in the double homicide. He was already serving a life sentence for the 2013 murder of his friend Odin Lloyd. And of course, he starred for the Florida Gators before he went on to the National Football League. Depends on where that lawsuit goes, could have a tremendous impact on the league, something we will follow. Yeah, definitely. Health experts are warning of the serious risk of food contamination after recent hurricanes. A top EPA official says areas affected by flooding run a higher risk of bacterial contamination of crops. Floodwaters can contain everything from gasoline and other chemicals to raw sewage. Safety guidelines call for plants that process or refrigerate foods to be properly cleaned and sanitized before reopening. But of course, the loss of, of electricity and lack of clean water are also major problems that can affect food safety. Veterans recovering from catastrophic injuries don't have to go far to get all the help they need. A new center opened yesterday in Tampa to help those who have lost limbs. The Veterans International Institute of Orthotics and Prosthetics helps veterans get the artificial limbs they need and teaches how to use them. The center on Memorial Highway near Rocky Point also offers career counseling, therapy, service dogs, and many other programs. And finally, Budweiser is offering free lift rides in nine states and the District of Columbia in an effort to reduce drunk driving. The 150,000 rides were available starting yesterday and will last every weekend through the end of the year. Each Thursday, the beer company will release special codes on Facebook and Instagram to claim two $10 ride credits for their ride-hailing service. So one to take you to your destination, one to take you home. They can only be used between 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. on that Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. The codes are valid in several states, like I said, including right here in Florida. No kidding. Isn't that a great deal? I've not heard of that before. That's groundbreaking stuff. This is a brand new thing. Usually Budweiser around the holidays will come out with their tow-to-go program. Where yes. They'll tow you and your car 10 miles to a safe location for free. Mm-hmm. But now they're teaming up with Lyft, so you don't even have to worry about taking your car out at all. 
I see. So it's Lyft, which is the competitor of Uber, right? Perhaps, yep, exactly. Now I understand. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So make sure every Thursday you go on Facebook or Instagram, get those special codes, and get two free $10 rides. Absolutely. And, you know, do not get behind the wheel. There's no had, reason with Uber and Lyft. Yeah, and, and with any alcohol, you know, thinking that you can get away with it. You know, you can, you can ruin your life, ruin and perhaps end the lives of others. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a terrific program. Yeah, have. what a good public service. Kudos to Budweiser. WFLA News Time 708. Read about a big first coming for the Marine Corps at 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. In the wake of Hurricane Irma here in Florida and the president's order that made a lot of Floridians who had storm damage eligible for individuals' assistance for their homes, but also business assistance as well because so many businesses were damaged, the FEMA folks asked if they could come on the 50,000-watt front porch and, and talk to us here. And we're going to say absolutely yes to that, and we will welcome them to the show in a moment. So if you've had storm damage and you're trying to interface with the federal government through FEMA, um, you need to hear this, and it is coming right up. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. But now we want to put the focus on Florida in the wake of Hurricane Irma, declared by the president a major disaster area on the 10th of September, opening up folks in central Florida with storm damage for individual and business assistance. And joining us um, is FEMA spokesman Peter Sessom. Great to have you with us for a few moments on Good Morning Orlando, Peter. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Now, you've already, according to your website here, um, You've had applications, over 100,000 of them for this assistance, and, uh, and dollars have been approved to the tune of like $102 million. So FEMA's up and running on this, but if folks want to register, if they think they are eligible, how do they do it? To register right now, people need to go to disasterassistance.gov. It's probably going to be one of the best ways. You can also download the FEMA app on your smartphone or smart device. You can uh, apply there, as well as get shelter locations and um uh, weather alerts, but also they can call the 1-800 number, 1-800-621-FEMA, or 1-800-621-3362. We have a really high call volume, so probably one of the better ways to do that is go ahead and go to disasterassistance.gov. Yeah, I've had some complaints from folks who have said, well, wait a minute, I'm trying to reach FEMA and I can't get anybody. And, and that's still an issue on the phones this long after the storm. We have a really high call volume, yes, because now people have aren't, aren't just registering, but they also have... Uh, questions about the registration. All right, so if you go to disasterassistance.gov or if you do go to the phone at 1-800-621-3362, what is the information you need to have ready to go when you get ready to try and apply and register for this assistance? Well, you have to have ready to go. You can have your social security number, you know, the address where you're claiming damage, but also the address of where you're staying. A lot of people evacuated, um, and so we need to know a good way to get a hold of you, phone number, um, as well as um, a bank routing number. Now, what should you expect after you apply for this FEMA assistance? I mean, what happens then, and how long does it take to get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? So that's not really, I mean, that's really individual, um, depending on um, how much damage they have, what they're claiming. Also, if they have insurance, by law, FEMA cannot duplicate benefits. So we have to see what, uh, what insurance will cover and then see if there's any unmet needs that FEMA can address. 
But uh, what we really encourage people is to go ahead and apply, take as many pictures as it is when it is safe to do so. Take pictures. I like to say do a video walkthrough of the damage, and then um, start the recovery process. So you don't have to wait for an inspector or anyone else to come out yet. Just go ahead and get started on the recovery. Yeah. Now, what about inspectors coming to your house? You know, you you gotta you gotta make sure that they're the real deal and not some phony baloney's like burglars trying to get in your house uh, disguised as FEMA inspectors. Talk about that. Absolutely. So um, uh, we will have someone that's either wearing a shirt, you know, has a FEMA emblem, and or a vest uh, with a FEMA on the back and with a reflective stripe. But you know, people can uh, find those online. What we'll have is we will have a, a vertical um, rectangular ID card, which have our picture, have a, have our name. We'll say FEMA, and we'll have one of those uh, chips on it. Uh, so they will actually expect you to ask for identification. Um, there's uh, no one's going to be offended by that. Um, but also the big thing is. FEMA does not charge for any services. So if someone says we can get you an inspection faster yeah. for a price, that's, that's not true. Now, how long will it take to get a decision after the FEMA inspection as to whether or not you are deemed eligible for assistance? Uh, after the inspection, it tends to go pretty fast. But again, we've had over a million people register. Um, and we have uh, uh, more than uh, $337 million in federal fl- funds have been approved so far. Okay, so, yeah, but when you say pretty fast, what's pretty fast mean? Weeks or months? Uh, um, hopefully weeks. Hopefully faster than that. Um, again, high call volume, high number of people. So I don't have a number. Plus, it depends on if not uh, when you've heard from your insurance. You know, we need to really hear what the insurance says first. Um, but there are a lot of people who are uninsured and underinsured, and we try to address those. As well as the critical needs, um, we, uh, if, when, when you um, register, uh, you have to self-identify for critical needs um, assistance, which is a one-time $500 payment, which will help cover uh, fuel for transportation, food, water, um, baby formula, diapers, and um, help also the cost of medications. Any final words, Peter? Our spokesman from FEMA joining us live here in Good Morning Orlando. Go ahead. Uh, just, just to register, go to disasterassistance.gov and um, you know, get started on the road to recovery. Thank you very much. With FEMA okay. joining us live here this morning, Peter Sessom, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. You bet. So have you tried to apply for assistance? Have you had a FEMA inspector to your house? Have you been able to get through? How are you doing trying to interface with FEMA to get individual home and business assistance through the federal government as authorized by President Trump's disaster declaration for all of the counties within the sound of my voice. How's that working for you? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. There's really never been anything like this, what's going on in Puerto Rico. People cannot communicate with their loved ones. They have no idea what their status is. They hope and pray they're fine. They worry about the worst, and there's just no communication. I mean, the whole power grid is down. Everybody's out without power. Cell towers are all down. Landlines don't seem to work. Michael is our screener. You've got family in Puerto Rico. You told us earlier this week you were trying to reach him. No luck. What about now? Nothing still. It's uh, just there's no way. There's no way to get in contact. I believe last time I checked, it was about 5% of cellular service was working on the island the entire island and like you said uh you know we're hoping for the best it's all you can do is hope for the best but at the same time it's scary because 
I, you know, we know how that island is. We know there's risks of mudslides. We know there's, uh, you know, the deadliest part of storms is the water. Absolutely. And they had dams burst without any warning. Uh, the alarms didn't go off because of poor maintenance. And all of a sudden, people who never have flooding have torrents of water coming down upon them and no notification at all. That's a prescription for a high death count. We hope and pray it won't be so. But um, we've only begun to understand what has happened on the island of Puerto Rico, I think. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of, like, for example, my family, for the most part, the people down there that, you know, we have have pretty solid built houses, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of structures in Puerto Rico that are old. There's a lot of structures that can be, you know, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, like, water tower, water tanks. There's a lot of debris, yeah. things that could have, in the storm, just taken out. Well, they did take out a lot of things. That's why there's no electricity. That's why there's no, a lot of, it's just, it's. It's tough not knowing. Yeah. Listen, here is one thing you can do, and this is according to the um, Puerto Rican Federal Affairs Administration. If you want to try to contact your loved one or have someone do it for you on the island, this is the email address you want to use. And they say only send one email, no follow-ups, because they can't handle all the incoming, all right? And uh, contact information for you, as many details about your family member or friend as possible that you're trying to reach. Email that one time to this address, Maria, the number one, Maria1 at prfaa.pr.gov. That's P as in Puerto Rico, prfaa.pr.gov. News coming up at the bottom of the hour. Deborah Roberts with more on another North Korean H-bomb test possible. And the Brits revealing unusual baby names. In the UK, and we'll have it all coming up after hour. And they do. Live reports from the scene in flooded Houston, in southwest Florida, the Keys. Now it comes in Puerto Rico, and there's only so many hours in the day. And all of a sudden, all that time that they spent bashing Trump is no longer available to them. So you don't have the relentless pounding on the president 24-7 by the ATM machine. And that's helping the president's poll numbers. It's a disaster. The natural disasters are a disaster for the ATM machine. Because it forces them to actually cover real news. But they can't. They can't be talking Uh, about both. They know how to talk out of both sides of their mouth, but they can't cover both (laughs) stories simultaneously. And until yeah, I figure out how to do that, I really do believe that's making a difference for the president. Of course, the president is showcased as being presidential. Right. And these natural disasters, too. They have to cover that. And yeah. they do. You know, and, and it must be making them crazy. You know, they got all of this, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia stuff ready to go. And don't, Yeah, they tried to bring that back, too. Jesus, another hurricane. My God, now we got an earthquake in Mexico. Gonna it. cancel the Russia section segment. It, is what you're saying uh, is that Trump is somehow creating natural disasters to distract the media? No, I'm not conspiratorial here, <laughs> but I'm just telling you. Somebody's I'm just telling you. There. I'm just telling you that if we could get into the production meetings at CNN and MSNBC, or get somebody to give us an honest answer, I'd recommend waterboarding to get the answer. Okay, but that's another story. You would find out that they are endlessly frustrated by their inability now to find the airtime they normally have provided to relentlessly 
pound on the president. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was just thinking about when we were going through Hurricane Irma and everything. You know, I didn't even think about Trump that much throughout throughout those that yeah. week or so. Yeah, it's because there's the more important news going on. Yeah. So, well, I'm just telling you that is a factor here. This is helping the president. And they, they can't do anything about it until the natural disasters end. Yeah, of course, though, what they're going to try to do is blame Trump somehow because he is responsible for global warming. Well, he's pulled us and, out of the global, out of the, the Paris uh, yeah. climate accord here. And these storms, they keep on coming. And, you know, yep, yeah. that's that that's out there a little bit. But you're right. I have not seen as much coverage of Trump, nearly as much. And it's because they're forced to do other things. It is. You see that, Gaffey? I'm thinking all night long. I don't dream like other people dream. I dream <laughs> show topics that nobody else talks about. <laughs> and that was Is one it, of them. Or sometimes they're nightmares, though, right? Well, sometimes they are. <laughs> sometimes they are. Okay, we roll on from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Coming out a lot of time for calls. Got time for one right now. Robert, you're on with a Bud Man. Good morning to you from Davenport. Hello, Robert. Hello, Robert. Yes, hello, Robert. Are you on the 50,000-watt porch? I guess not. Says he wanted to know why I'm wasting time on the president's poll numbers. Um, I don't know. I don't spend as much time on them when they're going up as they spend when they're going down on the anti-Trump media machine, you know, the ATM machine. I'll tell you one thing, the poll numbers are important from this standpoint, not only to feed the president's monumental ego, and we all know he's got one, but Yaffe, if your poll numbers are low, it's very, very hard to have the influence as a president and to get things done and to force people to go your way in Congress, okay? The poll numbers are up, you're popular with the people, you can put a lot more pressure to get things done your way with Congress. Yeah, and to give you credit as well, the main reason you're doing it is there's more than one poll. You know, usually we like to look at a wide range of polls to get some kind of trend. There's three of them, all credible, yeah. all up at the same time, okay? yeah. We're just trying to spread some good news out there. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Robert there. He just, uh, you know, just fell asleep. Know. Fell right off the 50,000-watt front porch. We can't have that. I hope he's all right. Anyway, um, the completely redesigned, incredible high-tech iHeartRadio app is amazing. Download it. It can revolutionize the way you enjoy radio on WFLA and connect you to more than 800 radio stations. Our fellow stations at iHeartRadio, the largest radio company in the world, with every talk and music format you can imagine. It's amazing. It's easy. It's completely redesigned, and it is fabulous. It's free. The iHeartRadio app. Download it. You will love it. We roll into hour number three here in Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Next up, my partner and co-host Deborah Roberts with our 8 o'clock news update. Another North Korean H-bomb test possible and an emergency summit on nursing homes in Tallahassee today. The Debmeister next and then hour number three and how you can help storm victims in Puerto Rico. Very special iHeart effort we will tell you all about. Good Morning Orlando at 759. 
Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on a Friday on the first day of fall as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning another North Korean H bomb test is possible and an emergency summit on nursing homes in Tallahassee today. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. One of our guys has been able to establish contact with family members in Puerto Rico. That story coming up and how you can help the victims on Puerto Rico of Hurricane Maria. Stay tuned. It's in this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. And good Friday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. North Korea is bringing up the possibility of exploding a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific. The country's foreign minister suggested that it could be a strong response to President Trump's warning of total destruction this week at the U.N. Earlier, leader Kim Jong-un said he was working on the strongest possible response to Trump. Meantime, Trump announced new sanctions against the North that target entities doing business with the isolated communist nation. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Hurricane Maria, uh, Maria remains a Category 3 storm this morning with top winds of 125 miles an hour. After devastating the island of Puerto Rico early, earlier this week, swells generated by Maria should reach the southeastern U.S. coast today, likely causing life-threatening surf and rip current conditions. The National Hurricane Center says the eye of Hurricane Maria is still near the Turks and Caicos Islands. Torrential rains and dangerous high waves are starting to subside along the north coast of Hispaniola. More than two dozen deaths in the Caribbean are being blamed on Maria. At least 15 deaths have been reported in Dominica and nine in Puerto Rico. The numbers, however, are expected to rise as many people remain missing. You can donate all those batteries you relied on during Hurricane Irma to a good cause. Several organizations are collecting batteries to send to Puerto Rico to help victims of Hurricane Maria, which knocked out power to the entire island. First aid kits are also welcome, along with bottled water. All donations can be dropped off at Harbor Community Bank in Orlando, Kissimmee, Altamont Springs, and Sanford. A 10th patient from a Hollywood Hills nursing home is dead after the outage following Hurricane Irma. A 94-year-old woman died Wednesday in hospice after living at the Hollywood Hills Rehabilitation Center until its evacuation on September 13th. A ninth person died earlier this week and eight others the day the facility was cleared. Meanwhile, after those 10 deaths at that nursing home during Hurricane Irma, the industry is circling the wagons with a summit meeting in Tallahassee. Nursing homes have enjoyed a relatively cozy relationship with Governor Rick Scott, but after the deaths in Hollywood Hills, he ordered them to install backup systems or face a $1,000 a day fine. Backup generators, um, I know it costs money, but it really does matter for everybody, whether, you know, in, in so many businesses. And that's why we've, we're working really hard with our uh, ALFs and, and, um, and nursing homes with regard to that. The nursing home industry says they're all for safety, but don't think it's possible to meet the governor's deadline. That's one of many issues they'll discuss today during a six-hour summit meeting. And finally, today marks the first day of fall. On this day, both day and night are equal with 12 hours of light and 12 hours of dark. The autumnal equinox signifies the start of shorter days and longer nights in the northern hemisphere and the opposite in the southern hemisphere. In the ancient cycle of the year, this was actually the second harvest, the first being on August 1st. Today, the autumnal equinox is synonymous with not only the completion of the harvest, but also the end of summer. 
For many across the country, that's apparent by the subtle changing of the leaves from green to yellow and orange. For us here in Florida, it's signified by the high not being in the mid-90s, but in the upper 80s. <laughs> it does. The first day of fall will officially arrive at 4.02 p.m. Eastern Time. WFLA News Time, it's 8.07, and you can read about a woman who had a temperature of 109.9 mm-hmm. in that nursing home tragedy at 1025wfla.com. Certainly one of the issues they'll be talking about in Capital City today. Yep. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Deb, so many desperate people, and we know a lot of them will work in this building with family and friends in Puerto Rico, desperately trying to reach them with no success. But Michael, our call screener, has a connection to a family member on the island of Puerto Rico, and he's going to share his story with us here in just a moment. Thank goodness, because that has been the worst part. I mean, they said Maria just absolutely threw Puerto Rico back into the dark ages with no way to communicate with the outside world. It's remarkable. It's awful. Um, But there is a bright light here, and we will share it here in just a moment. And later in this half hour, I know you want to help the storm victims in Puerto Rico, okay? whether you have direct connections there or not. Just as a human being, we know you want to do that. There is a great iHeartRadio effort um, being spearheaded by one of our sister stations down the hallway, uh, Rumble 100.3. And uh, the great Jenny Castillo, their morning co-host, will be joining me to tell you all about that in about 10 minutes. Don't miss it. Good morning, Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Rolling on right now and updating in two minutes for you, Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. All three and a half million American citizens who live on the island of Puerto Rico completely cut off from the outside world. No power, no cell service, landlines not working, people stateside desperately trying to get in touch with loved ones unable to do so, but there are exceptions. And Michael, our call screener this morning, happily, you are one of them. What's the story? Yes, just got some updates in. Um, We were able to get contact with some family members down in Puerto Rico. Um, For the most part, my direct, my immediate family uh, seems to be okay. Um, There are some, some family members that aren't direct family members of mine that we're still trying to find out about. But for the most part... Everyone seems to be okay. I guess what they're doing is setting up temporary uh, cell towers, at least, I mean, you can imagine. um, So is that how this was done by a cell phone that that was able to ping off of one of these these temporarily set up cell towers? Is that what's going on, allowing this contact to be made? Exactly. Um, And, I mean, you could imagine there's so many people down there that the cell towers are probably getting flooded. But it's enough to every now and then you're able to get a call out. Uh, we had a caller a little while ago saying that yesterday he got like a less than one minute phone call from a family member mm-hmm. before the cell tower finally cut out. But in addition to that, they're also setting up at well, if you know, trying to set up uh, hotspots so people can you know get online and and send notifications you know that way as well. Yeah. By the way, there is a there is a. Um an email address that you can use, and you've used it, right? Yeah, I just out. tried it out. I sent uh, some of the names of the remaining family members that we haven't heard from to that email you just gave out, mm-hmm. and uh, we I got an immediate response. It was automated response, but saying that they're working on it, and if anybody out there needs that email again, it is maria1 at prfaa.pr.gov. Do it again. <clears throat> 
excuse me. Say it's it again. Maria One, M A R I A One, at P R F A A dot P R dot gov. All right, and this has been set up by Puerto Rico's uh, Federal Affairs Administration. Now, Yaffe, that's just great news, Michael, really. And, and I, I just hope that there are more people who will begin receiving that same type of news about their loved ones on Puerto Rico. You monitor social media for us, Yaffe, and uh, you can see how desperate so many people are to make the connection. Yeah, I mean, if you just do a search on Twitter and put Puerto Rico family, there are tons of people putting out tweets about how they still cannot contact their family. And on it goes. Um, Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor has family there. Geraldo Rivera is saying he's got family that's okay. He's got a concrete house and a generator that most don't have, but he says the island is destroyed. Right. Sotomayor says she cannot contact half of her family as of yet. Yeah. So many others just like it all, you know, cuts across party lines, et cetera. You know, no partisan politics on this one. Um, It is a disaster shared by all. In a moment, how you can help the storm-ravaged victims of Puerto Rico. All American citizens, our Spanish-speaking station here in our iHeartRadio group, Rumba, they are putting together a great fundraising effort this weekend, and their great morning host will be joining us in a moment, Jenny Castillo with a Budman on the 50,000-watt front porch. That in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Oh, it really is. They say the island has basically been destroyed. I know it will be rebuilt. I know one way to get through a crisis in your life is to reach out and try to do something proactive and positive. Yes. And that is what Rumba is doing. Let's talk about this hurricane relief effort for the victims of Maria on Puerto Rico, Jenny. We have an initiative going on for all the victims of Hurricane Maria starting today at 5 p.m. We're broadcasting live out of Rumba 100.3 and also our sister stations in Jacksonville and also Tampa. And basically, we want people to everybody that has been emailing saying we want to help. This is how you can do it. So starting at 5 p.m., we're going to be live all the way through midnight. Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday, we're going to be on from 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. And really, if you just tune in, and we're going to be bilingual, so everybody can, you know, go in and get all the info on how they can donate. But the monetary donations can be done via via text. And CASA, which is a nonprofit local organization, will be transferring the funds to Unidos por Puerto Rico. Um, and we're going to be also having different locations that you can do drop off for any type of, you know, clothing and foods. And, you know, especially for the kiddos, the little ones, the diapers, the formula, oh, those yeah. are things that are in so much need. And people kind of forget about that. So just really keep that in mind. And we're going to have it all on all of our stations, websites, the locations where you can go and donate uh, rumba 100com your uh, website as well. Right. So, you know, just keep an ear out. Starting today at 5, we're going to be just blasting it everywhere, even social media, so we can all come together and help each other out. Fantastic. Yes, it'll all be on our website, 1025wfla.com. Great effort being spearheaded by our sister station down the hallway, Rumba. 100.3. It's and an I honor ne- for me to be here with you. Thank yeah. you for having me. You and I have never been on the air together I after know. all of these years. <laughs> I hold you in the highest regard, and Rumba is Thank an amazing you. radio success story. And you're the brightest light of them all. Aww, and um, and, and I, I wish that um, the very best as, as you try and find out exactly what the status is of your loved ones um, down in the Caribbean, Jenny. Uh, hurricane relief. 
you want to help out, you need to connect to what's going on to Rumba 100.3, 5 p.m. to midnight tonight, 7 a.m. to 9 Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday. Connect to it through our website, 1025WFLA.com, or the Rumba website as well. Jenny, you've got a show to do down the I hallway. Do. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for having me. God bless you, darling. Thank you, love. And all the good people of Puerto Rico. Thank you for the prayers, too. I appreciate it. And surrounding areas and prayers as well. Thank you, darling. God bless you. All right, as we roll on here at the bottom of the hour... Good morning, Orlando, from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Deborah Roberts updating our news here. And beyond the aftermath of Maria, there is great anxiety about the North Korean situation. Another North Korean hydrogen bomb test is possible. And a complaining tourist gets rocks hurled at her by a Nepalese woman. You got to watch out for those Nepalese women. Deborah Roberts with all of the news here at the bottom of the hour. And good morning, Orlando at 828. Well, North Korea, the United States, Kim Jong-un and President Trump. The war of words continues or, I don't know, the... The war of tweets, maybe, from this end. Right, Deb? Exactly, bud. <laughs> President Trump is blasting North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on Twitter this morning. Trump, twe- uh, Trump tweeted, quote, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, who is obviously a madman who doesn't mind starving or killing his people, will be tested like never before, end quote. The tweet comes after Kim called Trump mentally deranged and North Korea's foreign minister suggested Another nuclear test could be in the works. If so, it would be their second this month. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Well, not too far from North Korea, go to Nepal and complain about the price of tea and you risk getting stones hurled at you. That's what happened to one British tourist recently who complained about a cup of tea. Gemma Wilson was trekking along with her teenage stepson when she decided to stop for some refreshments. All right. When Wilson complained about the cost of 150 rupees or two U.S. dollars for a cup of tea, the shopkeeper went off. <laughs> Outside, the shopkeeper chased down the mother and son and tossed rocks at her customers, screaming, quote, You English people are so rich. There's no <laughs> word if it was a good cup of tea, but I will agree that that's highway robbery. I guess so, but geez, you didn't. This, these Nepalese women, I guess they're, you know. Don't mess with Nepalese women. They had no sense of humor. You know, <laughs> no, they're living up in the mountains out in the middle of nowhere. Life's not a lot of fun, right? You know, drinking yak milk, you're going to get a little teed there off too. There you go. I get it. Speaking of robbery, <laughs> there's a real problem with people smuggling contraband into Mississippi's jails and prisons, but sometimes it's easier if the inmates just go and get the stuff themselves, bud, right? Yeah. Well, that's what happened in Holmes County recently. Four inmates are accused of breaking out of the local jail, burglarizing a nearby convenience store, and then sneaking back into the jail with a supply of cigarettes and cell phones before anyone noticed. Oh, geez. I'm thinking our criminal justice system needs a real overhaul. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. So these guys, get they take themselves back to the slammer, and they're hoping it's That's like no I'm harm, wondering. no foul. Exactly. We came back. <laughs> Come on. What's the problem? Lighten up. Exactly. And I'm sure they will. What's your Maybe issue? not. I don't know. <laughs> hey, here's some uh, technology first for you. Nordstrom is rolling out a new shopping concept. They're calling it a store with no merchandise. 
Wait a minute. What kind of smoke and mirrors is this? Well, the first test store called Nordstrom Local opens October 3rd in West Hollywood, California. It's way smaller than your typical Nordstrom and will offer espresso and even fine spirits to shoppers. But it won't contain any clothing for sale. The stores instead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not often speechless, but I am rendered so here. Yeah. Go ahead. My job is done. The stores instead. <laughs> You've been trying to shut me up for years, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. The stores instead will include some for shoppers to try on, but there's no inventory to purchase in store. Stylists will help shoppers personalize their wardrobe, which customers can then order online to be delivered to the store that same day. Nordstrom says it's intended to keep shoppers from feeling overwhelmed by too much choice. My question is, if I have to come back to the store to get my purchase, then how are you making this any more convenient for me? That is a good question, Yaffe. Well, not only that, but how many other people have tried on those same clothes right before you did? Well, that's usually the same question you want to ask when you go to any store and try on anything. True, but I feel like... This is would be a lot more, is a lot this, worse. Is this some kind of an attempt to find a way to blunt the impact of online shopping, Amazon.com, that sort of thing, that's killing the bricks and mortars? Is that what this is? It could be. just Some a kind way. of a new take on how to deal with that? Yeah, it could be. Personally, it's- for clothes shopping, I don't want to shop online because what something looks good on the model who is most likely you know, two feet taller and 20 pounds lighter than me, it's mm. not going to look the same. Yeah, I don't like shopping for clothes online either. Yeah. It is amazing to see how these stores are trying to compete with online stuff or trying to change. I mean, Walmart now, they have a pickup in-store thing, and they have a whole section of their store now of just picking up online stuff in the store. And not only that, but you know those uh, those boxed meals that come to your house? You know, where that you have all of the ingredients in a menu card? Yeah, yeah. There's Blue Apron, there's Plated. Well, Albertson's Grocery Store just purchased Plated. So now customers will uh, be able to get the meal service through their grocery stores. Michael? Yeah, I don't I don't like shopping. At all? That's all. <laughs> Was that all you have to <laughs> add? Is that it? <laughs> but I do have to add on to what Mike said about, have you seen the Walmart thing now? You go in the store, and certain stores, you get the app on your phone, and as you put things in your cart, you scan it, and then it rings you up. All you have to do is, you know, just... Make sure you're all good to go when you walk out the door. Scan the little code on your phone, and it takes it right from your credit card. Wow. Do you have to have Apple Pay? You can link whatever card you want. Wow. The future. They're making it so easy to spend the money that takes so long and so hard to earn. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, speaking of that, here's a shocker from the entertainment world. Jerry Lewis has left nothing to his six sons. Get out of here. He dies at age 91 and his sick kids don't get anything? That's according to Blast.com. Yeah, the website reports the comedy legend and host of the Muscular Dystrophy Association Telethon signed a last will and testament in 2012 that excluded each son by name. According to the will, Lewis wrote, quote, it being my intention that they shall receive no benefits, end quote. Lewis, as you said, bud, was 91 when he died last month in Las Vegas. From heart failure. Sounds like his heart failed a long time ago. Like it maybe turned to stone. Boy, can you just imagine what kind of bad vibes there were inside that family? For all six sons to be excluded by name. How sad is that? My goodness, Deb. 
Deborah Roberts with our news here, top and bottom of the hour, and whenever it breaks. Um, See, I bring you up, and then I take you right back down. Well, you did it, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to pump us back up in a moment because we're going right. to focus on my family. And uh, one of my grandkids stars in our daily sound judgment game. Ooh. Yes. Okay. That's the only hint we're getting, huh? That's all you're getting. And if you want to play the game for a great prize, 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, get on the 50,000-watt front porch right now for sound judgment. We'll have that, and we'll um, update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you as well in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Something brand new on Sound Judgment coming right up. Or I should say someone brand new. One of my precious grandkids. And uh, if you can answer a question related to what you're about to hear, here's what you're going to win. Michael? We got our prize locked and loaded. And that's because our winner today will get a pair of tickets to the Daytona Gun Show at the Ocean Center this Saturday and Sunday. 400 tables on everything from hunting rifles, handguns, shotguns for trap and skeet, ammo, hosters, carrying case, gun safes, optics, knives, and much, much more. For more info, visit floridagunshows.com. I got an open line on the 50,000-watt front porch if you want to play Sound to Judgment. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400, which also is the number to call. If somebody gets a wrong answer, we'll open up a line for you and you can win. You ready? It's really rare that I brag about my kids and grandkids on the show because I know that a little of that goes a long way. But the fact is, I'm proud of them all. And I love them all dearly, just as my wife Linda does. Now, as we play Sound Judgment today, I hope you will forgive me for putting one of our grandkids in the spotlight, but I just could not resist. You see, yesterday we received a short video of our granddaughter, Ashlyn, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance while waving an American flag with patriotic music playing in the background. Now, I want you patriots to listen to this and then use your sound judgment to tell me how many grandchildren I have. The numbers come up on the show, so you loyal listeners should have an edge. Now... Here's Ashlyn reciting the pledge. And oh, oh, did I mention she's only three years old? Great job, honey, age three. How about that? That's Ashlyn doing the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Now, the question is, how many grandchildren does the Bud Man have? Let's see if you can get the answer. We'll go to line one. Go ahead, line one. Give me the number. One million. No, not one million. It would be fewer than that. My children are prolific, but not to that extent. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Line two, what's the number? How many grandkids do I have? Five. No, but you're real close. Thanks for trying. There's the open line. Grab it. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Line four, how many grandchildren do I have? Go ahead, line four. Seven. No, fewer than that. Five was closer but thanks for trying. Another open line, 407-916-5400. A very simple question. How many grandchildren do I have? It's come up on the show over the years, and it's not a high number. Five was real close, 
407-916-5400. I'm trying to find a winner here. Line one, you're up next. Go ahead. How many grandkids do I have? You got six, bud. No, you went the wrong way from five. 407-916-5400. Come on, gang. You can do it. Line two, you're next. Four, bud. Four. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely right. Ashlyn's three, Brindley's six, David's ten, Lily's eleven, and I just love them to pieces. They as you should. They are the best. Congratulations on being our winner this morning. Thank you, sir. Hey, what's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Bob calling in from Orlando. Good deal, Bob. I tell you what, you stay on the line. I'm going to get you with Michael off air, and we will um, we will get you that prize. Okay. Thank you. Now, how do you think Ashlyn did at age three? For a three-year-old, she did amazing, amazing. Wait till you see her. Yaffe, have we posted the video on the website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman? No, I'll see if I can do that, though. Oh, you need to get that up there. Isn't she pretty? Such a, you're such a granddad. It's she's so funny. So, you're she's, so cute. Come on, answer the question, Mike. Oh, yes. Come on she's now. She's very pretty. She's, she's an all-American beauty. She's waving a flag. She's got patriotic music behind her. Her mom... And Dad have done such a great job with Ashlyn, as our as all of our kids, Carolyn and Susie as well, have done with their kids, and it's just absolutely wonderful. And you do your job spoiling her to death, I'm guessing. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I say to her, I say, Ashlyn, let me see your face, and she gives me this beaming smile, you know. And then she's just great with the hugs and the kisses. They're all just wonderful. What a true, true blessing they are. Anyway, Bob, congratulations. I'm going to put you on hold. Thanks for playing. Congratulations on winning, and enjoy the prize. Thank you, sir. All right, there we go. I don't play the grandkid card too often, but when I saw that video, I says, i got to find a way to get that in the show. That is fantastic. I don't know how you get a three-year-old to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I really don't, you know. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be some out there who will say, you know, and, and well, I don't think she should have been made to do that, Bud Man, you know. And I'm I'm sure there, there'll be some people oh, out there. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Oh, jeez. Oh, right, I can't yeah, take it. Yeah, don't even bother me with that nonsense, <laughs> okay? Okay. Oh, Yaffe keeps monitoring social media for us on a host of fronts. And he tells me there are a whole bunch of fresh Trump tweets on a Friday morning. So we will uh, chew on those here and wrap the show up with a parting word on the ravages of Hurricane Maria and how you can help the victims, all the American citizens, in the dark in Puerto Rico. A great iHeart Radio effort here locally, spearheaded by our sister station, Rumba 100.3. It's coming up. That's the latest on Maria. Now, what's the latest on the Trump tweets you've been monitoring this morning? Coming in fast and furious, Mike. Uh, yes, Trump has been a little busy this morning tweeting out some stuff. The first tweet he did today says this. The Russia hoax continues. Hmm. Now it's ads on Facebook. What about the totally biased and dishonest media coverage in favor of crooked Hillary? Then he tweeted out this. The greatest influence over our election was the fake news media screaming for crooked Hillary Clinton. Next, she was a bad candidate. So uh, he's trying to, I guess he wasn't happy with what Zuckerberg was doing yesterday with Facebook. and he's letting uh, Kim Jong-un have it. They're going back and forth now. Uh, Yeah, and then he tweeted this out. This is his latest tweet. He said, we'll be in Alabama tonight. Luther Strange has gained mightily since my endorsement. 
but will be very close. He loves Alabama, and so do I. Folks in Alabama who back Trump are telling him he's backing the wrong horse down there, that he needs to stay away unless he's backing their guy, Roy Moore. Um, This is going to be very, very interesting with a special election to replace Sessions in the Senate next Tuesday, Mike. We'll be watching for it for sure. Yep. Yeah. Busy show this morning. Thank you so much for being a part of it. For Deb and Yaffe and Michael, the Bud Man here, wishing you a great weekend. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.